And welcome back to the Quarter Three Podcast. I am Spencer Breedlove. And I'm Lisa Breedlove. Our mission on this podcast is to inform your mind. We hope to inspire your heart as well as ignite your joy. Whether in your marriage, your family, or your work, we hope that the things we talk about here can empower you to live life as God intended to the fullest. So on this week's episode of the Quarter Three Podcast, we are going to encourage mm. parents to empower their children rather than enable them. That's good. Yeah, there's a big difference between yes. empowering and enabling. Okay. But before we do that, mm-hmm. welcome back from Canada. 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 It was really cold. And you went to Quebec. We did go to Quebec. We flew first to Toronto, then to Montreal, but we never left the airport. But I can say that I went there now. And um, on to Quebec was our final destination. We stayed right outside of the city of Quebec. So the the province is Quebec, but also there's the city of Quebec. So we stayed outside a little more in the country, although you couldn't really see very much other than snow everywhere. Um, so everything was like white and frozen. What was your favorite part of Quebec? Quebec, sorry. I really loved just seeing the old town Quebec. It felt like you went back in time, very European with the the houses and the structures and the... Um, yeah, it's just the cobblestone streets, and at night they light it up with just white lights, snowflakes, trees. It's really pretty. Is Quebec mm-hmm. a place that you would want to live? No, not many people live right in the city. He was explaining that most people, you know, come into the city. Old Quebec. Um, there, there are some that live there and strictly pretty much old French from generations. So they don't speak a lot of English. And then there's those that drive in for the tourist industry. Mm-hmm. But most live outside of the city, even ride the ferry. We took the ferry across the St. Lawrence River, and a lot of people do that. That's their commute is to get on the ferry and in their car and a lot of ice in the St. Lawrence River. Oh goodness. Lots of ice chunks and just really it was really neat. I'd never seen things like that. Mm-hmm. Very neat. What was the favorite thing you ate in Quebec? Well, the dish that they are known for is called poutine and it is very, very good. I mean, you just kind of can't go wrong with these things. And it sounds kind of Southern. Well, it's French fries. And then there are semi-melted cheese curds, little small mm. cheese curds over the top of the French fries as the base. And then they pour a gravy mm. all over that. And you stir it up and just eat it out of the bowl and it's very yummy they even have you know different areas have different takes or different restaurants and we saw one that was kind of an italian so it was more of a red gravy 
Um, the classic poutine has a brown. It's a thin brown gravy, but just with lots of flavor, garlic and onions and herbs. Sounds good. It, it was very good. And of course, I mean, if you don't like that, you can always eat French pastries. <laughs> and the French know how to do beignets and beaver tail. I had no idea what that was. I'm like, we're going to get what? What beaver tail? What I'm thinking like tail? alligator tail, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. something fried and Right. Yeah. Well, it is kind of deep fried, almost like a funnel cake, but just a very thin piece of dough and it's shaped like a beaver tail. What's <laughs> like on a, it? Oh, you can get whatever. You can get savory, um, but the sweet is where I leaned with Nutella all over it. <laughs> and you can get bananas and strawberries chopped up. You can get an apple pie beaver tail with caramel and apples. Wait, was this something you get in a shop or was it Oh, you get it at like the bakeries. You get in a package. No, no, no. You get it at the bakery. It is made fresh for you. Ooh. While you wait. <laughs> we actually had dessert before we had dinner one night because I got so excited. I was I like, the, let's go get beaver tail. I bet the coffee was good up there. Well, I don't drink it. I know you don't. But yeah, I bet the coffee but, was good. Well, they had Starbucks everywhere too, but they did have like they little Canadian have coffee, coffee shops. I'm I'm not a coffee well, connoisseur. They, so they don't really know. hot they don't tea. Really, they don't really they grow coffee tea. in Canada. Yeah, I don't think they grow coffee no. beans. No, but they had their own little places of coffee shops. Mm-hmm. A lot of history there. So that was very interesting to me to see, you know, as they were fortifying the city and remember it's French and they don't want the Americans to invade. Um, Yeah. Well, I would imagine on a trip like that, there's something that you have to rant about. Um, Anything? Travel? See any stupid people? Well... I don't know. I really, I didn't notice that the people were very, very kind and accommodating and wanted to talk to you and try their English. I mean, the rants would be the airport, obviously, you know, just, I don't understand why people can't be helpful. You're in the service industry. Like this is what you signed up for. If you didn't want to be in the service industry, then get a job where you just sit in a cubicle and work on your computer so you don't have to have people skills. But when you're in the service industry, like, dude, and dudettes, lighten up. <laughs> like, I just don't understand that, how when I go up, you know, to the gate and ask you, can you help me with this? And you look at me like, really? Yeah, I want me to help you. <sighs> this is your job. Right. Like, be helpful. <laughs> I just, I don't, I will never understand that. And I'm sure they're tired. Maybe they're not paid enough. Again, pick a different career. <laughs> if you don't want to serve people. But if you do serve people, serve them well. And I so appreciate when people do that. Um, one guy in the little cheese shop that I went into, he just took his time. And there were other customers, but he you know, would kind of help them and come back to me and want to explain things and let me ask silly questions and try to communicate across the language barrier and was just so kind and I appreciated it. So I really tried to to tell those people 
Yeah. We had a great bus driver, great tour guide, super helpful, and wanted to serve. But the people that didn't want to help, they really Air Canada. <clears throat> oh. Just saying. <laughs> they just need to be canned. <sighs> or use a different airlines. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, well. They redeemed themselves a little bit coming home. Was a little smoother. I so. read I read a blog post mm-hmm. the other day mm-hmm. about a guy that spent a ton of money yeah. flying their national airline. Well, yeah, we're 25 people that and, bought tickets. And he, like, wrote this article... Oh. Um, yeah, like a breakup letter to to the to, to the, the airlines. Air- <laughs> <laughs> wow, and saying he was well, going with a new. Okay, well here's the thing though. It's kind of like, like his girlfriend. I think it's kind of like they don't care because there's not that many. Like within country, you can't fly anybody else unless you fly a prop plane. Mm-hmm. We saw a few of those, but if you're going to fly on a commercial airline, that's their choice, and so it's almost kind of like, huh. Try to go find somebody else because there was actually a guy at the counter when we kept getting delayed and he's like a million miler and he's like, yeah, they stink. Mm-hmm. I can't stand them, but I don't have anybody else to use traveling business. And we we're like, oh, that's sad because we sure can choose. Mm-hmm. And if Delta acted like that, they'd be out of business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, it makes you thankful for the people that do a good job in the That's service good. industry. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back safe and sound. Me too. It was a wonderful trip. It was wonderful to spend my birthday, you know, somewhere else. It snowed on my birthday, and um, it was just sweet. You don't sweet. look 51. Oh, thanks, honey. I don't feel it no. most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, carrying that sled up the hill. <laughs> All the young people yeah, were going a lot faster than me, but yeah, but <laughs> I did it. You, uh, I carried that toboggan up the hill. You've been working out. I I felt prepared from D one. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, ooh, it's not a sled push; it's a sled pull. Yeah, and I did it all the way to the top, and then I had fun riding, riding it down. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Well, today was good to be at Gratis Church. Yes, it was. That's always a treat. Excited to, for those people. Yes, we've we've. You know, known them most of their existence, mm-hmm. I guess, and were even they really came alongside of us, Mike and Angie Peavy did, when we were planting mm-hmm. in Statham, and just were huge encouragers. Mm-hmm. So, just had a good relationship over the years, and it's neat to see what God is doing, mm-hmm. and excited for the next step. In that church's journey, yep. how God's going to use them in this community. We'll need mm-hmm. to we'll need to go on the day that they open. Yes, up. I told Jessica that. I said you make sure we know, and I'm sure we'll we'll see it yeah. um, being posted about it because that will be an exciting day. I know they've waited, and those last few months and weeks really seem to drag. They're so excited to be in their building. They've they've helped. They've taken part in so much of oh, yeah. of. There's a lot of people hands on. Yes, with construction and doing things for the building and the property, and they're just so close. But it's 
it's a lot at the end, which you know with your new business, a lot of little things there at the end that seem to add up that take time. Yep. And I know, I know they're excited. So I think you encourage them today just to press on in their faith, and it'll happen in God's time. It will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, periodically you and I will get texts from different people uh-huh. about the podcast and. Uh, how it encourages uh, them, maybe yeah, personally, we love that. or mm-hmm. their, their them and their spouse. And there's a guy down in down in the Milledgeville area who came on staff with FCA, was hired by uh, one of the guys that I hired, mm-hmm. and is, he's on staff with FCA. His name's Coy, uh-huh. and Coy and his wife Danny uh, listen to our podcast. Yeah, and Coy also when he's playing it, I guess he's, um, well, basically what he said. He said this. He said, "I've used y'all's would you rather's in the car with my kids," <laughs> and he said that his seven year old Flint has caught on and he's made a couple of his own. LOL. Love it. So Flint is the would you rather question um supplier for today's for today so we have two yes he gave us a couple and these were really really good so shout out to flint yeah thank you flint Mm -hmm. for adding to the uh content for the quarter three podcast super helpful thank you all right you do one and i'll do one so here is his first one would you rather have a million lives or a million people ready to die for you. Whoa, that's, that's deep. For a seven-year-old. Whew. Would you rather have a million lives or a million people ready to die for you? I think I would say a million people ready to die for me. That just is a huge compliment that you're really loved, treasured, um, you want to be protected. People want to protect you, sacrifice for you. That says a lot. I was thinking wow. the exact same thing. I was like, okay, uh-huh. yeah, a million lives. That would be great. I mean, yeah. I, mean I guess I wouldn't be afraid but, to cross the street at the crosswalk. Yeah. Not no, at the crosswalk. There's no risk. Yeah. Fly on airplanes. Right. Jump out of a plane. Jump out of a plane. <laughs> yeah. There would be no fear. Yeah. But like, I love the other. That just, wow. But the other, I'm like, Okay, what would I rather have? I would rather have that, too, because of the influence and the relationships that have been developed. Yeah, that that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes about you as an individual to have that many people ready, at the ready, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. lay their lives down for you. That means, that would mean a lot. Okay, I got another one. Yeah, Flint's got another one here for us. Would you rather have to survive a week in the Arctic or a week in the desert? Well, being the fact that you just came back from <laughs> You can probably a very guess what I'm going to say. I mean, it wasn't the well, Arctic. Well, just know what I right, how I am. It wasn't the Arctic, but No. There's a lot of similarities between the Arctic and a desert. Really? Yeah, think about it. What? It's extreme weather. Extreme. Oh, okay. The opposite extreme. Opposite okay. extreme. What else is a similarity? There's, n- there's no- nothing's growing there. 
Oh, right. Either way. Okay. So what would you say? Answer the question. I'm probably going to lean towards the desert. Really? You I'm love probably... that show alone where they're like in Canada or Alaska well, surviving. I don't care where they're alone. Oh, it's just okay. what they have to face. Oh, you just like it more for that. Okay. Yeah. So you would say desert I to survive that. a I, week. Yeah. I watched that just to see how their skills survive. Okay. Yeah. Whether they're, you know, building a, building a cabin or having to fight off of a, a, a predator. Okay. So it's more it. their skills. I watch it for the skill set. I watch it for the train wreck. That's uh, about to happen. Oh, that's terrible. So why would you say you would rather survive a week in the desert? Well, why would you choose that? You wouldn't have to bundle up like the Michelin man. Correct. So you wouldn't have all of the clothes to, okay. uh, stay warm uh-huh heat is needed for survival uh-huh we should have plenty of that that doesn't um and but you don't want to overheat you could no <laughs> no but there are probably places where you could find some shade you probably uh, have more okay. resources available for you to start a fire Mm. Uh, to find something that you could potentially eat and save. Um, you, you have, yeah. I mean, there's a there's, lot of different ways uh, that you can survive in a desert more squeeze so. Squeeze a cactus. Well, there's that, but I mean, even if, so, so for instance, take a snake, for example. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, uh-huh. I mean, I'm not going to go into the detail of this, but you can use a snake skin uh, to save your life. Oh, a snake skin? Yes. Oh, okay. So if you killed a snake. Well, you need to eat the meat, first of you all. You can eat the I meat. I can eat it. Yeah, roast Very, it, eat it. Yeah, you can eat it. Okay. But you can use the skin of a snake uh, as a container. Yeah, you'd have to skin it right. Okay, so you say desert. I just would say desert because I don't like cold. <laughs> it was right. fun for a little while, but I'd rather... I think I would rather brave the desert. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Flint, those were some great questions. Yes, they were. Thank you for sharing. Those were awesome. We appreciate that. Yes. We appreciate y'all listening, Coy, you and your family. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. So I would also say, hey, if anybody else has any more would you rather questions. Sure. Hey, let's just do a quarter three would you rather. Send them to us. Text them to us. Email them to us. And let's go. Yeah, or if you have some suggestions for things to talk about. Right. We'd love to hear that, too. We're open. Yes, we are. (laughs) So, speaking of things that we're going to talk about, we're talking about this week on encouraging parents to empower their kids rather than enabling their kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we live in a day where... The majority of parents today spend more time enabling than they do empowering. Mm -hmm. What do you think the difference is between enabling and empowering? Well, one, I believe it's really crippling. The enabling, I think, stifles your kids' growth. It stifles their maturity 
um, things that God wants to develop in them to be an adult one day, it really hinders that. It puts a lid on your child's growth, which is the whole reason we're raising them. Yet on the other side, empowering them, it lifts that lid and it equips them. It gives them tools and skills to then make it and survive. If you want to say, go back to our, would you rather questions to, to really not just survive in life, but I think to thrive the way God intends. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a stark difference. And, you know, you and I were talking in the truck, just parents need encouragement these days. I see it in school with, you know, conferences that I have or just even just emails and conversations with parents. And then on the trip to Canada, we had several parents, uh, a dad and several moms that were on this trip. And just just it's evident that parents need some encouragement. Life is hard. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. And raising kids is harder. Right. So life is hard in and of itself. You throw children into the mix, into a marriage, you just up the ante. And I think they need some encouragement. <clears throat> so to enable, let's, mm -hmm. let's clarify this, because mm -hmm. enable, to enable has some different definitions. And it could mean to empower. It could mean that. It could mean to give power to someone. Oh, in as enable. you able them to do it. Yeah, yes. As you, as you able okay, them so to do clarify. It. All right. So just to be clear on when we say enable, what we are talking about is making it easy. Making everything easy, wanting or, to take out any chance of risk or thought yeah. or for, for the child. Yeah. At whatever or, age, and it's it's got to be age appropriate. Or making excuses, about. yes, for them, yes, for inappropriate behavior, or yes, um, letting or here's another taking thing. away all consequences. Take, yeah, so taking it's away just, consequences. So it's oh, you know. So if your kid does something stupid mm -hmm. or wrong or whatever, all right, just come up with something. And you don't do anything about it. You are enabling them. You're making mm -hmm. it more easy for them to continue down that path. And they're not developing the skills no. or the attitude or the authority in order to overcome it. Mm -hmm. All right. Whereas empower means to give power or uh -huh. authority uh -huh. to that child. And because the thing is, is that our children are going to grow up, at least they should, and they're going to leave your home and they need power. Mm -hmm. They need to understand that they are uh, now the ones responsible for their lives. They're not dependent on what was easy. Now they have to do this on their own and they need a certain level of authority. They need a certain level of power in order mm -hmm. to do that. But if we continue to, if parents continue to enable their children to make life easy for them, 
then they never develop the skill sets in order to embrace the hard when life gets hard, they're always going to be looking back on, well, my mama did it for me. My and they're going to flounder. And they're going to flounder. They are. Yeah. It's just, so the, the quicker you get started on empowering your children, the better it will be in the long run. Yes. If you don't start empowering your children until it's later on in life, it's going to be much more difficult. You're behind the them. eight ball. You're behind yeah. the eight ball. Mm-hmm. So understanding the difference between enabling and empowering is a critical it's critical to understand the difference so that it can help you address how you raise your children now i'm saying that as a uh from a place of um if i could do it over again i wish i had that understanding because i was one that was probably more of an enabler rather than an empower. Mm-hmm. And when I finally understood that my job as a dad mm-hmm. was not to enable, but to empower my children, that's when things began to flip for me. Um, yeah, it gives you a different perspective. Completely. Yeah, and we just, we want to share that with you and, and hope that you'll find encouragement in this and that you can do it. Yeah, so so we've we've personally we struggled struggled through this yes this is this is this is real life yes but again as you and i were talking i said if god has blessed us with these this precious gift of children then that's that's our job and you know i want to point out in proverbs a lot of times people get this mixed up um I think it's Proverbs 22, 6, and it says, train up a child in the way he would go, he or she, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Now, that's not a scriptural promise. It's a proverb, which means it's a wise saying. It is a principle to live by. And so I think that points to our job. It is our responsibility and privilege to train these children up in the right way. Not that we're not going to make mistakes because we trust that God redeems the mistakes because we will make them. But yet we're trying to do the best we can to train them, not do everything for them. Again, not to enable and ease everything ease the path, ease the consequence, ease everything for them, but to train them up so that they are prepared when they're older and they can find their way. Hmm. So, all right. So here's the question. Okay. Where in raising kids do you think parents need encouragement today? Where in raising kids do you think parents need encouragement today i think there could be a lot of areas but i kind of came up with three okay (laughs) three areas that i felt like um these are the conversations that i i hear others having these are the conversations i have with people these were things that and are even still with older children these are things that we need to remember 
and that we we need encouragement in to, to continue to press on in these areas. So I kind of came up with three. So what's the first one? All right. The first one, be intentional. And when I say that, I mean, take time. And a lot of times that's not easy. I think in all of these things that I talk about, it's a paradigm shift because it's not the easy thing. It's it's actually the harder thing to do. But again, I, th- I think it's our responsibility. Take Taking time for what? Taking time out in the day to... Um, to be intentional with your words, with your kids, um, taking the time to teach in opportunities and moments that come up all during the day. It would just be easier to just keep on with, well, we got to go here and we got to go here and okay, you messed up, but okay, I'll deal with that later. I can't deal with that right now. Instead of stopping for just a moment and having a conversation and guiding your child, finding out why they reacted or responded that way or what talk about what could they have done differently that might have been a better choice. And just take the time. Yeah, it might mean you get a little bit off schedule or you have to use a little more mental brain power <laughs> to have that conversation. I mean, you have to slow down for just a second, but do it. Take take that time because you won't always have it. That's with good. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it would be easy to not take that time and to be intentional in those teachable moments, especially. Yeah not to take advantage of that and leverage that for your uh parenting and for the benefit of the child um maybe because there's you're tired yeah you're frustrated oh yeah you're at your wits end you are ready to put your kid on the uh outside of the vehicle and let them just scream and yell and do whatever they need to do and give you a little peace and quiet on the inside of your vehicle. Actually, I would get out and lock the doors with them inside and or I that. would stand outside <laughs> on the side of the road. I have done that. Yeah. Yes. So, and I'm not saying that just because you don't seize that moment right there and stop the car and do you can table it, but again, I think it's being intentional to say, "Okay, we're going to come back to this, Billy." I understand right now we got to get to, you know, whatever we're doing next, but we're going to come back to this. We're going to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about this and, and, and teaching and follow them through with that. Yeah. Follow through with it and, and teaching them. So I want you to think about this talk that we're going to have about it. Give them opportunity to think. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's the second one? So the first one is being intentional and taking the time. Yes. Um, I think the second thing I want to encourage parents is in the area of consistency. I think that just in the state of things and our busy lives and the um, all of the hats that we wear, that maybe consistency falls off <laughs> and it just becomes, you know, well, I know I said we were going to do that, but, you know, or I was going to. 
I needed you to do this, but I'll just do it. I'll just clean up your room because I just need it cleaned and somebody's coming over and I'll just pick up the living room instead of making you do it and things like that. But I think, again, considering the ages of your children, be consistency with be consistent with expectations you've set forth and hold them accountable to those just to say this is what I expect and you never hold them accountable they're not going to take you at your word Mm -mm. it's it's in holding them accountable not being legalistic about that yes grace needs to happen sometimes but hey look I ask you when you get something out I need you to put it up okay you got it out you put it up so I need you to do that before you go play games or videos or whatever. Um, Be consistent. And I think another point to make is that you and I had to be a team Mm -hmm. with the parenting. Again, marriage is hard enough and raising kids is hard enough. We have to be unified. You have to be on the same page with your spouse. So that might mean you guys need to go regroup for a second and come back and present a unified front. It it might mean, you know, when the kid says, you know, he's trying to play one parent off the other. Well, mom says, make sure mom didn't care. Make sure dad really didn't care about that. And, and don't belittle what the other parent has set up as an expectation. You know, if it's important for mom that they do the dishes, then don't say, well, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, mom will get over it or back that parent up mm-hmm. if dad says this is what i expect back him up and say no your father has asked that you do that we need to do that so that's really i think consistency really important it really is it sends such mixed messages to kids yeah consistency uh, amongst mom and dad yeah being on the same page and consistency in uh what is expected yes whether kids can verbalize that they really need that they they really they really crave and desire that i think that is it's just a, that is like it's a developmental thing and they need the consistency that's like uh rebar uh-huh in concrete rebar, reinforces rebar mm-hmm. reinforces the strength of the concrete yes and consistency is like rebar it does it does yeah, that's good. Yep. Okay, third one. All right. Third thing that I have is have fun with your kids. <laughs> you know, we are tired. We are busy. We are, you know, figuring out the mortgage and car payments and school and athletics and arts and family stuff and friends and church and all these other things. That I think sometimes we forget to just have fun. We forget they're kids and they want to have fun. And maybe it's not your idea of fun, but I think it's really important to think what each kid would enjoy and go do it. Take turns picking, letting them pick. And sometimes it can be that we need to go cheaper and then sometimes don't be afraid to spend a little money 
mm-hmm. and have some fun and make some memories because you'll be so glad you did. They won't always be in your home. <laughs> they won't always be as easily accessible to go somewhere with you, <laughs> to to have them as a captive audience. So have fun. Do things at home. Have Some of our best times are, are game nights. Get the karaoke machine. Like, just have fun. Sit around the table and just talk. Do would-you-rathers at your table. Yeah. We used to play high-low. Mm-hmm. Do things that create unity and bonding within your family. It's so important. I just, I don't think that once they leave, you can go, oh, well, now we're going to work on that relationship of having fun. No, they're going to have found other people that have fun. Yeah. And they're going to go gravitate to other people that they know will have fun Mm -hmm. with them. So while you can, have fun with your kids. Forget your age. And have fun. And I would also say that it's this is not just for families with young children. Mm-mm. This is for families with all ages, middle school, high yes, school, college, adult children. Yes, and it's amazing to me. I've watched in our family, even though I might want to pinch their head off, <laughs> you know, and something else has maybe happened in the week or the day. Mm-hmm. When we start laughing, it just connects us again Mm -hmm. and it just seems to melt some of that away yeah and i'm 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 sure it must do that with them as well yeah that it just brings you back into relationship and people are important Mm -hmm. people are important family's important those are good so repeat those again okay so We want to encourage you to empower your kids by being intentional with them and taking the time to teach, to communicate. Secondly, being consistent. Present a unified front and hold them accountable to those expectations you've put out there. Third, just have fun. Let go every now and then and have some fun. I'll add a couple of things. Sure. One is give yourself some grace. Don't be too, don't be too oh, hard yes. on yourself. Make yes. sure you give yourself some grace in this whole parent. Absolutely. Because you ain't perfect and your kids ain't we perfect. We all need it. And we all need grace. And God dispenses it freely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, well, the train just left the station. Oh, did I you forget told, it? I totally forgot what I was going to say. Train gone. Train is gone. <laughs> Um, but as far as, as far as this goes, um, there are no perfect parents in here. The grace is important. Your kid need to see grace modeled and to see grace received uh, by you. And so I think that's a, that's a critical, uh, piece to the puzzle as you seek to empower your children rather than making life easy for them. Oh, here's what I was going to say. I remember your children are more resilient than you think. Oh yes. You're not going to crush them. (laughs) You are not going to crush them. No, no. It, it, I think the saying, this is going to hurt me more than Uh, it hurts you. Um, that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It probably hurts you as a parent more than it hurts them. Oh yeah. Don't be afraid of that. And don't, um, don't let that limit 
uh, how you parent with grace and compassion, but also with, with authority. firmness and authority. Yes. Yes. And that from an empowerment standpoint, you as a mom and you as a dad are transferring your authority mm-hmm. and power mm-hmm. as a as the spiritual leader in your home, you are transferring that to your children who will become the spiritual leaders in their homes. Right. I think it's good to say, you know, to your kids along the way that, Hey, God gave us this position over you as dad and mom. And, and it's our, it's our responsibility to parent you and and be your authority figure and right as you can explain that to them we're passing things along so that one day you will have authority and also with you know what you're saying with grace i think it's also good the vulnerability with your kids and the openness and honesty if you recognize okay maybe i haven't been so consistent or maybe i haven't been very intentional in taking time or maybe we haven't had a lot of fun. It seems like we're kind of stuffy in this house. Go to them and say, hey, kids, we just want you to know we're sorry about that. We kind of got caught up or whatever or lost sight. And, and we're going to work on that. And just, just say, so y'all help us, you know. Let's think of some fun things we can do. Or, you know, understand that mom and dad are trying to right the ship. Mm-hmm. Tell them that. Tell them that. That's I think good. that goes a long way, too. And they can handle it. In that building that relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So say, you know, just say, hey, things might be a little different. It ain't going to be easy, but you can make it. No. I think easy is just a, it's a cop out. It's kind of cowardly to me when you just want to take the easy way. If that's like your consistent right. pat, like that's your go-to is just, let me just pick the easy. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cowardly. Yeah. That was some really, really good stuff there, Lisa. Mm, thanks, hon. I just want to encourage you. Yeah. We all need encouragement in this role of parenting. Because I think I thought, you know, I thought, oh, oh, yeah, I know you parent. You have the babies. I know. Then the next stage of life, the next day, then they're teenagers, oh, you know, and navigating that. And then, then they're young adults, and then they're out on their own, and you're kind of finished, but you're not. No. no. <laughs> you're not finished. No. And like you said, even with grown children living out on their own and one married, we still need to remember these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that influence continues on. It does, but I believe truly you start as soon as possible. So it doesn't matter what age or you're listening right now, what age your kids are, start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Start tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new day and make up your mind. That's you can really remember good. those three things. Well, folks, thanks so much for listening in to the Quarter 3 Podcast. We are so grateful for you and your families and your children. And we hope and we pray that you have an incredible week this week. Uh, Please, if you do uh, have a moment, 
we would appreciate you taking the time to leave a review, whether if it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to uh, your podcast. Uh, taking the time to leave us a review really, really means a lot. Or if you need to, just send us a, a message, uh, either email or text, and uh, we'll certainly um, share those with each other and uh, know how best we can encourage you yes. even more. So uh, we love you. We thank you. And we wish you the best week uh, coming up. And always remember that two, two are, are better, better than one. one and, and a cord of three strands, strands is not easily broken. broken.